This is the Eye on Potatoes, brought to you by the National Potato Council. The Eye is the place to tune in for conversations with growers and thought leaders on advocacy, production, and all things potatoes. Now, here's your host, Lane Nordland. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Eye on Potatoes podcast. I'm Lane Nordland, happy to have you with us here once again. And recently, USDA and Health and Human Services unveiled their draft of the 2020 through 2025 dietary guidelines for Americans. This is a very big issue for the National Potato Council, making sure that the potato is well represented in the dietary guidelines for the next five years. And joining us on the telephone here today from Rexburg, Idaho, is president of the National Potato Council, Britt Rabel, joins us. Uh, Britt, how are things in your part of Idaho here today as we move through the month of August? Hi, Lane. It's good to be with you. Uh, It's hot, and we're actually in preparations to begin the fall harvest of our crop uh, on Wednesday. So it's full speed ahead. How how have things shaped up for the 2020 crop? Obviously, it's been a a difficult uh, past few months with COVID-19, but how are things going on your operation, and, and how's the harvest going to shape up on your end? You know, we've been incredibly lucky. The weather has complied. We haven't had any freak hell storms or or early season freezes to have set us back in terms of uh, crop production. So we're cautiously optimistic, but at the same time recognize that, you know, current events are definitely going to play a role in how we market this crop in the coming weeks and months. And so it is going to be a little bit of a juggling act. Well, I I wish you guys luck, and hopefully the weather stays good. I know you mentioned it's pretty warm uh, there today as it is here over in Montana where I'm broadcasting from. But as I mentioned, the 2020 through 2025 Dietary Guidelines for Americans, back in the middle of July, the guidelines were, the draft of the guidelines was released to the public, and uh, agriculture groups, including the National Potato Council, they went through every aspect of the draft, and they pointed out uh, aspects aspects that are beneficial to the potato industry and also areas in which those guidelines could improve. But before we really jump into the the meat of the dietary guidelines itself uh, and the recommendations that the National Potato Council wants to see in that final guideline itself, what are dietary guidelines, Britt, for our friends listening today that maybe aren't sure what what exactly they are and the impact that they have on crops like potatoes and nutrition here in the United States? Uh, I think for most folks, the uh, common cultural reference that, that they'll recognize is the idea of the food pyramid. Uh, it's the idea that we go through and we help identify within our food system the foods that help make up a healthy diet. And over time, as we get more research and, and science helps us better understand the role of, of nutrients and, and vitamins and, and other positive benefits of different food groups, with the dietary guidelines, they come together and try to put to, uh, create a series of recommendations to help people make smarter food choices. And this ranges across the board from you know the lunch ladies who are putting together meal plans for our students. Uh, to individual families who are trying to make decisions about how to best feed their families. 
And so it's it's a case of we're looking to the dietary guidelines as a way to help us better understand the existing science around food and nutrition, while at the same time recognizing that in and of itself, we may discover new things over future years. And so that's why they come back and do revisions as we go along, hopefully helping better improve our understanding of, of how to eat healthy. Of course, as I mentioned, the dietary guidelines are reviewed every five years. So this would be good from 2020 through 2025. And within these suggested guidelines, the draft guidelines, that is, the National Potato Council points out there is some positive aspects of the dietary guidelines that they are applauding. You know, they support the committee's recommendations to increase vegetable consumption, but at the end of the day, they want the dietary guidelines to confirm that potatoes are a vegetable that provide essential vitamins, minerals, fiber, and carbohydrates. The National Potato Council also took the opportunity to emphasize that potatoes in all forms are vegetables that provide essential vitamins, minerals, fiber, and carbohydrates, and their consumption should be encouraged across all stages of life. But Britt, you know as well as I do that labeling of foods can really deter consumers. And that's one issue that the National Potato Council really wants to uh, uh, line out. And one of those terms could be starchy vegetable. Uh, I know potatoes can be categorized as that. Uh, What are some of those key areas when it comes to the actual labeling of certain potato products that the Potato Council wants to see tweaked just a bit in this draft? Well, I think we've started to see some associations with specific words. You know, to your point, you mentioned starchy. You know, starchy's come up in the past when we're, you know, specifically referencing vegetables as as being a question of, you know, well, does that mean that it's one of the bad vegetables? And the reality is, is we need to get away from assigning uh, the idea that there are good foods and that there are bad foods. Uh, you know, a part of this, too, is is not just from the adult perspective, but the kid perspective of you don't want kids to start having negative associations with the food they're eating because it could potentially lead to issues down the road with kids not having a healthy relationship with food in general. And so while it's understandable that, you know, we're trying to get our arms around how to classify some of, you know, some of the different fruits and vegetables that that we're looking at from a dietary standpoint, uh, we also don't want to go down the path of creating a negative association with with the food that we're eating. Uh, you know, the reality is, is that not every community has access to all the same kinds of fruits and vegetables. You know, the the fact on the you know, the fact of the matter is, is throughout the course of the year fluctuation to supplies can vary. And so are we going to tell people that they should stop eating any sort of vegetables, if they can only have access to certain kinds of vegetables, you know, I don't think that's the message we want to go with. I think we want to emphasize that whenever possible, that vegetables and particularly potatoes are included as part of a meal and that there's healthy ways to include potatoes. And that when we start heading down the path of of tying names to things in the hopes of supposedly better informing people, we're potentially creating a stigma around something that long term just is not very beneficial to folks who are doing their best to to feed their kids healthy foods, and to ensure that their kids have enough to eat. 
Also, I, I know the National Potato Council really wants uh, USDA and Health and Human Services to really recognize uh, the role that potatoes play and being an important role in federal feeding programs as well. I know there's been struggles in the past on on uh, inclusion of certain potatoes in federal nutrition programs. Uh, what is some of the work on that end that uh, the council would like to see included in this uh, nutrition standard as well? I think one of the things that gets overlooked is that potatoes can be turned into a shelf-stable item, you know, primarily through a processed or dehydrated product. And what that means is that you end up with a highly nutrient source of food that's available to a wide range of communities throughout a period of time that they don't have to worry about anything spoiling. They don't have to worry about making multiple trips to the store. And it potentially creates a situation where a parent has the ability to go in pull something off of the shelf and make some fresh, you know, make some potatoes for, for their family for a meal. Uh, you know, given our current situation where it can maybe be a little bit difficult to get to the store to get fresh fruits and vegetables on every trip for, you know, for whatever the reason may be, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense to ensure that people have full access to, to a range of, 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 uh, fruit and vegetable products. And and with, you know, potatoes, we're in a situation where they do have access to that shelf stable food item to help, you know, further sort of fill out the meal that they're preparing for their family. You know, and when we're talking about, you know, food insecurity and the potential for folks to, to need a little bit of help during difficult times, again, access to both fresh and shelf-stable potato products creates that pathway for families to, again, be able to provide a healthy source of nutrition for the kids that they're taking care of. You know, and if we're looking at food school, uh, if we're looking at the food, uh, food programs in our schools, you know, it's it's a misnomer that we're going in and, and we're loading up on, you know, fried potatoes that we're then handing out to kids. You know, the large majority, well over 90 percent of the schools in the nation no longer even have fryers within their cafeteria systems. And so we're doing our best to provide a healthy product in multiple forms that are easily accessible for families across the spectrum, you know, whether they're in a position of, you know, they have no worries when they go to the grocery store or they're facing food insecurity, potatoes provide a valuable way to add nutrition to their children's diets. Again, Britt Raybould is president of the National Potato Council, joining us from Rexburg, Idaho here today. We're discussing the dietary guidelines for Americans. The draft uh, uh, text is being revised right now by the committee itself. And uh, Brett, obviously these recommendations on behalf of the National Potato Council uh, and their members that have been submitted to the committee, which is made up of USDA and Health and Human Services, uh, looking at these recommendations from organizations and groups from across the nation. And one thing that really needs to be backed up in these recommendations is research. And I know the uh, National Potato Council has the research to back up their claims and, and their their wants in which they want to see in the 2020 through 2025 dietary guidelines. Britt, could we discuss how and what organizations National Potato Council works with to have the science to back up their claims and their requests in the dietary guidelines? You know, I think one of the most important things we can do is as an industry 
is to make sure that we have science to reinforce what we're sharing with people, be it the folks that we're selling to directly or folks within the nutrition community. It doesn't serve anyone well to go out with a message that we can't reinforce with science. And right now, everything that we have that we can bring to the table to, you know, to help make our message clear reinforces that potatoes are a reasonable and valuable addition to anyone's daily nutrition and that there is no reason that potatoes shouldn't be considered as part of any healthy diet uh, for for most individuals who don't have any special conditions they need to you know that they need to take into consideration and so from that standpoint we've got the science that backs it up we've worked with nutritionists and other scientists and researchers and frankly you know it's it's one of those things where we're you know, at the same time that we're growing the product, we're also eating the product. And if you come to our events, I think you'll see a relatively good sampling of folks who have included potatoes as part of their diets. And, you know, we seem to be a long-lived group. So I'm taking that, even if it's anecdotal, as an additional plus to to the arguments that we're making. But no, it's incredibly important that that we continue to advocate for and encourage folks to look at the science and ensure that that's a, that that the science carries the weight where it's appropriate for it to do so, you know, when we're making those recommendations and we're careful to not encourage anything that we don't feel confident can't be backed up by the data. It's anticipated that the dietary guidelines for Americans will be released by the end of 2020. Brent, what should people be thinking about the industry uh, sector participants? uh, uh, How can they still play a role in this, even though public comment is now closed on that draft proposal? Uh, What can industry members do to uh, make sure that the potato is well represented in the 2020 through 2025 dietary guidelines? You know, I don't think it hurts anything to continue to reach out to your state representatives and to your senators. You know, make sure they're aware of what, you know, where things are at in the process, help them better understand how that process works in general. Yes, you know, USDA is functioning as as an independent entity as part of this process, but I think it's critical that our elected leaders understand what's happening and that we've kept them informed about what's important to our industry and to potato growers and to those who are eventually going to be, you know, the the beneficiaries of these guidelines, you know, which are, you know, the end consumer, the the person who's who's potentially going to be buying potatoes in the store or at a restaurant or consuming them, you know, at school. Uh, You know, there's also a responsibility that we have as the potato industry to ensure that we're communicating uh, this same nutrition message to the folks that we want buying our products. Uh, It's it's a responsibility that we have also to to help better inform people, to help them better understand how potatoes fit into a healthy diet. So it's a, you know, it's a multi-pronged effort. Um, but I do, you know, want to emphasize that, that we are we are believers in the science of ensuring that folks have healthy diets. Uh, but we are also strongly encouraging those who are a part of this process to make sure that, that they're careful to not get into, you know, a, a situation where we're trying again to ascribe the idea that there are good foods and bad foods, and instead, you know, making recommendations based on the information we have, so that folks can feel more confident when they go to the grocery store that they know how to build out a healthy diet for their families. Brent, before we wrap up today's conversation, anything else you would like our listeners to know on what the board is up to, maybe some goals or objectives that were established at the summer meeting, the virtual summer meeting, Uh, just anything you'd like our audience to uh, know about here today? 
You know, I think the thing I would leave you with is that uh, the recent events over the last few months and, and all of the moving parts with the CFAP program and, and everything else that's been going on with, with ag in general just emphasizes the critical importance of organizations like the National Potato Council. You know, they're, they're the boots on the ground that help us in D.C. navigate a lot of the complex uh, programs and, and, frankly, relationships that exist. And, you know, our ability as an organization to be successful in representing the potato industry is dependent upon having this organization essentially as the backstop against some of the public policy issues that come our way. So I'm incredibly proud of, of what our staff has accomplished and I'm really looking forward in the coming months to continuing to bring our board of directors you know, more fully into the process and ensuring that everyone feels like they're informed about what's happening so that they feel empowered to go out and speak up and advocate for the U.S. potato industry. Again, Brett Raybould, president of the National Potato Council, calling in from Rexburg, Idaho. She and her family are getting ready for the 2020 fall harvest. So, Brett, I, I wish you uh, well in the, the coming days and weeks as, uh, as the harvest uh, kicks off. Hopefully it's uh, successful and goes smooth for you. Thanks, Lane. I appreciate it. All right, friends. For more information on the dietary guidelines and all issues that the National Potato Council works on on behalf of the U.S. potato industry, visit nationalpotatocouncil.org. I'm Lane Nordlund. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the National Potato Council's Eye on Potatoes podcast with host Lane Nordlund. For more information, visit nationalpotatocouncil.org. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast today. 